Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wint. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for season three of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kalen's Coffee Talk is a CastBox original produced alongside with Studio 71. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all of your favorite podcasts. Now, obviously, you can listen to my coffee talks wherever you get your podcasts, but I hope that you'll give CastBox a try because I think it's the bee's knees. So with that, pour yourself a cup and let's get to it. One of the secrets of inner peace is the practice of compassion. Dalai Lama. Hey guys, what's up? And welcome back to this week's Coffee Talk podcast episode. For today, we're going to be talking about compassion. Now, I'm sure you guys already know, I always try and base these podcast episodes off of things going on in my life. And I just feel like since it's Pisces season and Pisces are relatively known for being kind of compassionate and also just because I feel like it has been an overarching theme of mine, even towards the end of last year and into this year, just to basically hone in on not only being compassionate to other people, but just being more compassionate with myself. So I figured we could do a little episode today on how to be more compassionate, not only to other people, but also with ourselves and just on an overall basis in order to kind of elevate our moods and make us just all around happier people. So to start off, I mean, what is compassion? So I looked up the definition. Compassion is considered a noun and it is the sympathetic pity and concern for the sufferings or misfortunes of others. Now I want to take pity out of that because I feel like nobody really wants other people's pity per se, but I definitely would agree that it has to do with basically being concerned for other people's suffering or misfortune, like being able to almost put yourself in other people's shoes and see how they might feel or certain things in life might affect them and thus being able to kind of almost feel their pain in a way that you know it's not your own, but you still feel it like it's your own. That to me is what I would consider to be compassion. Other words that might help define compassion are things like sympathy, feeling, fellow feeling, empathy, understanding, care, concern, tenderheartedness, softheartedness, warmheartedness, warmth, love, brotherly love, tenderness, gentleness, mercy, mercifulness, all of those words. Just basically anything that brings you any sense of care for again, other people, but also just as importantly, ourselves. Now, I'm sure many of you guys already know what compassion is and you didn't need that whole definition. So I'm kind of curious and I'm going to let you guys in on my answer to this, but feel free to leave me a comment, a tweet or whatever on basically what compassion means on a day-to-day basis to you. Because for me, I know that to be more compassionate or when I'm trying at least to mindfully be more compassionate in my day-to-day life, it usually means kind of caring for other people more around me and not in the way that it's like more than yourself, but just in a way that you're more aware of what other people might be going through around you that has nothing to do with you. This includes things like roommates, family members, friends, even just like your pet and your neighbors, you know? Sometimes it can be so easy for us to get so frustrated with strangers on the street or whoever we see in just crossing paths on wherever we're going during our day. And we so easily give compassion to the people that we know because we actually know what they might be going through. But 
we tend to forget that everyone has something that they're probably struggling with or something that they're probably stressed about or working through. And we easily forget that. We easily forget that even our pets might need more of our compassion or animals or even mother nature when it comes to like the environment. There is no overflow that could ever come from compassion. I don't know exactly how I'm trying to say this, but basically like there is no such thing as our world becoming too compassionate. In fact, I think that the whole world might need some more compassion and in order to basically find ourselves in a much happier place. I also think that compassion, like I said, comes from the people that you meet and see. Like I said, it's easy for us to forget that the strangers around us are also going through things, but even just stranger that passes you by in the street or the person making your coffee when you're ordering it in the morning, like those are people that even though you have no idea where they came from and no idea where they're going and you might never cross their path again, we underestimate the difference that we can have in the world around us if we were to just to show a little bit more benefit of the doubt for these people and benefit of the doubt for those around us that we don't necessarily know, to release them from our judgment and in thus, I guess, in a way, release ourselves from judgment. Because I think that the only way to kind of give more compassion to those around us and to be less judgmental is starting with ourselves. And I feel like that's why I ended up choosing the quote for the beginning of this, because I do think that a lot of this stems from how we view ourselves and the compassion that we show towards ourselves. I think that that is a direct reflection on how easy we are on being compassionate towards other people, which is why the last and final thing that basically resembles compassion to me is how we show compassion and take care of ourselves by choosing the things that serve us, by having compassion for our bodies, having compassion for our minds, having compassion for the way that we maybe chose to deal with things. You know, I was talking to someone, I think it was just yesterday actually, about how do you make so many mistakes that you get to a point that you're able to forgive yourself. And I think that that comes from when you're aware of, yeah, you've made some mistakes, but if you zoom out a little bit and see all of the options you could have chosen – that mistake might not seem as bad anymore. And you might be able to give yourself a little bit of wiggle room or a little bit of empathy for, given the situation you were in, choosing what you chose in order to survive through what you were going through. There's always like a worse way things could have gone and there's always a worse option you probably could have chosen. And I think that when we even look at life that way, that's giving ourselves a little bit more compassion in order to basically like I said, release ourselves from judgment. But not only that, I think that it also just helps us be on our own side and realize that we aren't against ourselves and we're also not against the rest of the world. I think being compassionate is putting yourself in other shoes, taking yourself almost out of the equation and taking our ego out of the equation and having care and respect for those around us and ourselves. Now, like I said, I'm not talking about the kind of compassion that's like pity or sympathy for those going through a tough time, because I feel like most of us can feel this unless you are like a psychopath, you know? Like, I don't think any of us need to be more compassionate in the sense of like, if you saw somebody struggling, odds are you would instantly feel for them. I'm not saying that maybe we all need to be doing that more, because I do think that on an overall basis, I truly do believe human beings are relatively good. I think that we all can naturally feel a sense of compassion for anything horrible that we see on the news or anything horrible that we might witness that's, you know, someone that we know at work who lost a family member or you see, like I said, just all of the craziness that when you turn on the TV or you're scrolling through even just like the news on your phone, it's easy to instantly feel compassion and sympathy and pity for people that are going through really hard times. I think that what we need to get better at is showing compassion for things that we maybe have kind of come to a point in society that we just go instantly to judging rather than, you know, feeling. And I'm talking about having compassion for the person that's 
acting out, having compassion for the person that doesn't seem to have the prettiest personality, but it might be because it's stemming so deeply from a sense of insecurity or having compassion for the people that are horrible to you, not because it's ever okay for someone to treat you horribly, but only just to be able to put yourself in their shoes so that you cannot take it so personally, you know? What I'm talking about is embracing more compassion in our day-to-day living, embracing more compassion with inner dialogue with ourselves and our outer dialogue with the world around us. And why? I feel like I think when we're more compassionate to others and to ourselves, then we open up a greater channel to enjoy our lives. But I also think that that ripples outwards and that actually makes way more of a difference than we give it credit for. So now, I mean, how exactly do we do that? How do we open ourselves up more? How do we make it so that it's easier for us to basically choose compassion rather than choose judgment or to choose, you know, negativity or pessimism. The heart chakra's Sanskrit word anahata means unstruck, unhurt, and unbeaten. And I think that we can all agree that most of us in our lives have at one point or another been hurt or beaten or struck in some way. I think that when we are, I think that anything that happens to us that basically causes any kind of broken heart and it can be as simple as a negative thought about ourselves to start off our morning or or just someone treating us kind of poorly out in public or it could even be going through maybe bigger things like a breakup or maybe you're even just struggling on a day-to-day basis with depression whatever it is whatever it is that might make our hearts feel like they take the heaviest hit I think that learning about the chakras I guess in the last year or so, it's really opened me up to how much that actually can help us visualize and basically heal these parts of ourselves that we're working on. And if you guys have never done any kind of research into the chakras, I highly, highly recommend it. I feel like it's a really cool way to basically look at our subtle body and the way that our body is interconnected with our emotions and the things that we go through. But I tend to believe that, you know, anytime we're hurt, I think that our hearts take the biggest hit. And so our heart chakra, which is located actually in the middle of our chest, is said to rule our sense of love towards others and towards ourselves, and most importantly, how we actually express that love. So that to me, the expression of love towards other people and to ourselves is compassion. And that's why I think that when we're working on being more compassionate people, then we're really zoning in and focusing in on our heart chakra. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs and projects done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take. Whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. 
Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wint. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for season three of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The heart chakra, which is again located in the middle chest, whether you meditate or not, it's known for radiating unconditional love. So anytime that I find myself really struggling to see things from somebody else's point of view or really struggling to even just give myself a little bit more like, of the benefit of the doubt, a little bit more wiggle room to have some mistakes, maybe lean the wrong way or lean into just feeling kind of, I don't know, even just crappy. Like you just have those days where you're just not feeling the greatest. And maybe you're even just feeling like you you have a little bit of like a hurt or a broken heart for no reason. But those days in particular, I like to meditate on my heart chakra. And I know that that sounds so cringy and corny, but I'm telling you in the sense of like, if you were to just put two hands over the middle of your chest right now and take three deep breaths and just kind of focus in on the vision of your heart and that radiation, it's so weird because it's so subtle. But if you can focus on it enough and do that, I actually feel like it does cause a subtle shift in our energy in the way that we express our love again, not only to other people, but most importantly with ourselves from that moment on. And you might have to do that 10 times a day if you're really having a bad day, or you might just need to do it once in the morning. But I feel like that's one easy way to kind of open ourselves up or set that intention, I guess, to act more out of compassion than to act out of reaction. The heart chakra is also known to be the birthstone or I guess the part of ourselves that radiates wholeness, harmony, and peace. And I think that we hear about how the world is struggling with those things on a daily basis. We hear about how separated we are, how there's no real sense of wholeness anymore. Like a lot of us don't even know who our neighbors are. A lot of us don't feel that harmony and that sense of community and peace even. Like if you were to turn on the news, like we were just saying, I feel like we see a lot of violence and we see a lot of childish drama because it keeps human beings hooked, but we don't see as much peace. And I know that last week we were talking about detoxing our social media, but that was one big thing that I noticed as soon as I did that is once I signed onto my phone, all of the accounts so that I'm officially following now, like my whole feed is just catered to be more peaceful and to be more harmonious in a way that even just the accounts that I follow are happier posts. And I think that when we surround ourselves with those things, it makes it easier, I guess you might say, to elevate those feelings within ourselves. Because it's not just us. It's not just an individual problem that we all need to find more compassion in our day-to-day living. I think that it's happening more on an overall basis. And that's why we hear the world struggling so much. And that's why we hear so much, I guess, bad news is because compassion doesn't sell. And it's super unfortunate because I think that when we do find those little pockets of compassion, when we do get that one happy story on the news, it makes us all feel safe for a moment. But we're so easy to cover it up with the latest scandal because that's what hooks more people's attention. We as human beings, we love drama because it triggers that like fight or flight. It triggers that adrenaline rush and it makes us feel almost like a sense of high, even if it's not a good high. But at the same time, think of those stories you hear about someone, you know, saving somebody or even just like pulling a dog out of the sewage or cat out of the tree. Like you instantly just feel that warmth right inside your chest. And that to me 
is like our heart chakras responding, right? I know I'm cringing as I say that too, but I say that in the sense of like, when you think about it, if we were to all try and be just even a little bit more compassionate in our day to day, the difference that would make to the world as a whole would be astronomical. I think we're missing that sense of compassion for one another and for our planet and most importantly for ourselves because if it does actually start with ourselves, then the reason why we're seeing so much lack of compassion out there is because we're lacking it most with ourselves. And I think that that's what I try and think of most, especially with people that most get on my nerves or people that are super negative or If you've ever dealt with any kind of like hate comments or anyone that's just been relatively rude to you for no reason, I always try and just remind myself before reacting or getting super heated myself and then acting out more anger and rippling that energy out into the world is like, how do these people feel about themselves? Because if you ask yourself about that in almost any given situation, it'll make it so much easier for you to separate yourself from whatever energy is being directed at you. I personally think that we are exposed to a large amount of fear and mistrust and hurt and pain and uncertainty, and we tend to close off our hearts instantly to protect ourselves. And that is why it almost becomes a norm to not be so compassionate and not to give the benefit of the doubt to other people and even to ourselves, because I'm not saying that that fear, mistrust, hurt, pain, and all of that comes all the time from the outside, I think that sometimes we even do it to ourselves and it's coming straight from a place of fear. It's coming straight from a place of trying to protect ourselves. And that is why even if you get super frustrated with yourself for the way that you act out on other people or the way that you act out to yourself, just know that you have to or you can only really fix that by finding compassion for yourself, by asking yourself why you do that, because odds are you're not doing it because you love the pain. You're doing it because you're trying to protect yourself from failure, protect yourself from future bigger heartbreak, or you'll find a reason. You'll know within yourself why it is you do the things you do and why it is you, you're you so hard on yourself. And it ends up leading to us turning on these like conditions to our love and leaving us unconnected to one another and most ultimately with ourselves. So how exactly do we turn it back on? How do we turn it back on for good, not only with the other people, but again, like I said, starting with ourselves? I'm going to get to that right after I leave you guys with a quick message from the Coffee Talk sponsors that brought you guys today's episode. Okay, so now that we basically have gone into what compassion really means and where and why it might be lacking... Let's dive into more so how we can actually bring it about in our day-to-day living and open ourselves up to it more. Now, I'm a big believer that how we feel about others is really just a direct reflection on how we feel about ourselves. I read a quote once that basically said that everyone around us are mirrors, and anytime that something seems to really be bothering us about other people is kind of something that we actually might be overlooking about ourselves, and those sense of judgments that we create and that we put on those other people are stemming from, I guess, in a way, the way that we're viewing and the standard that we're holding up against ourselves. Now, I'm not talking about how you feel about the people who love country music or who don't eat their french fries with ketchup. You don't have to get along with everyone necessarily to give them compassion. I'm talking more about the people that are already in your circle, the people that might be saying or doing things that you instantly don't really like, the people that you're seeing on a day-to-day basis, or the people that you run into on your way to and from work. I think that the way that we treat those people around us is a perfect scale to see exactly where we're at, at the way that we're feeling and showing compassion for ourselves. 
We tend to pick out the flaws in others that are most rooted in ourselves. Why? Because I think that we resonate most with those flaws. So we're able to spot them easily in someone else and get hypocritically mad. And I say that because I am the queen at doing this. Like I will be like basically sitting around lounging, taking my time. And then five seconds later, I'll be up at the door being like, okay, everybody hurry up. Let's get out the door. And it's been called out to me where it's like, yo, five minutes ago, you were just like chilling too. Why are you suddenly getting all hyped up and anxious? And I'm like, cause we have to go. Meanwhile, I was the one that was taking so much time to get ready. You know, just that sense of like what we tend to point out and pick out of other people being exactly the things that we struggle with and we deal with the most. And I think that it's easy when we get hypocritically mad to either lash out, like I was just saying, or worse, get passive aggressive where we're making like comments and our body language is basically speaking for us, which again, just basically ripples out the super toxic energy. And then we feel guilty because like we clarified, we are not psychopaths. So we instantly know that we're doing this and deep down judge ourselves again, which only leaves less compassion for ourselves. And I'm sure you guys are getting the whole cycle now. So we beat ourselves up. We feel shitty about ourselves. And then we feel worthless and like we need to self-sabotage or punish ourselves in some way. And then we wonder why we're depressed and we wonder why it's so hard for us to find the good and the light and everything on a day-to-day basis. Here's the thing. You have got to find some compassion for wherever you are and whoever you are right now in this moment in your life. Because if you don't, I mean the cycle's not going to end. I think you need to forgive yourself. And I think I need to forgive myself. I feel like we all just need to forgive ourselves for the things that we're still making ourselves pay for and the things that we're still holding ourselves accountable to and the things that we're not letting ourselves off the hook for or forgiving ourselves for so that we can let other people off the hook and forgive other people for the same mistakes that we're making on a daily basis. And I'm talking even just as simple as being rude to the barista making your coffee. I think we need to zoom out and look at the circumstances that we've been under and understand that even when we do lash out, even when we do get hypocritically mad, even when we do have those pockets of moments where we freak out and we're maybe a little grumpy or a little cranky, that we are under a lot of pressure in today's world. We're always dealing with probably 10 things at once, trying to juggle a million things, remember all of these things that we have to do and complete and accomplish. And if you kind of give yourself a little bit of, I guess, credit for that, for all of the things that we're trying to simultaneously juggle, then it makes it easy to forgive and let go of those little pockets of time that we maybe aren't acting out of our best selves and thus forgive other people's pockets of time where they're not maybe acting out of their best self. We need to understand that we're doing the best that we can. And sometimes we go into autopilot and the things within our grasp basically take the wrath of whatever our first reaction is. But as long as you know that you're being loved by yourself unconditionally and thus that you love unconditionally the people that are most important to you around you, if you ever plan to take the weight off your shoulders and live a happier life, you need to be able to act out of that sense of love as often as possible. And it's just a simple truth. I can list a million perspectives and problem solvers under the sun, but what it boils down to is how forgiving and loving we usually feel about ourselves. And I'm not talking in a selfish way. Extreme narcissism is definitely not the goal here either, but know that loving yourself is what the world needs more of. People who love themselves leave room for others to do the same and make us all feel comfortable to do the same and tend to naturally radiate that love out to other people. I read this once as selfless self-interest, meaning that you know that if you were to do the right thing for other people, it'll eventually kind of come back your way and more right things will happen for you. And I think that when we do that, 
that's not being selfish. If we know that choosing to be selfless is going to eventually bring us things that are in our best interest, then being selflessly in the mindset of self-interest isn't narcissism. I think that that is just trying to make the world a better place and starting with ourselves. When you find compassion for yourself, it suddenly becomes a lot easier to find it for other people. When you free up all that room for yourself to lean and bend and make mistakes and be loved through it anyways by yourself, to have your own back, to be your biggest cheerleader, to learn your lessons and let go of all of the toxic turmoil of making yourself pay for the times you maybe chose wrong, you allow yourself the capacity to strengthen that bond and radiate it out to other people. You guys have probably heard this term before that you can't truly love someone until you fully love yourself. And I somewhat agree with this term, but I wanna talk about it for a reason. I think that you can love other people, but I don't think that you'll be able to give the world or anyone on this entire planet, your best self until you find self-love first. I don't think that if you don't have a strong sense of self-love, it means that you're not loving the people around you. I think that you do. I think that we all do. But when we go through those periods of not feeling that self-love first, then we're giving everybody a quarter of what we're actually able to do in terms of love. And when we start loving ourselves and we take care of ourselves, the way that we love other people elevates to a whole other level. I think that once we find self-love, the love that we're able to give to other people is so amplified and you sense this interconnectedness in all of us. You realize that you're not the only one that has to struggle through these problems. You're not the only one, so you don't have to judge yourself for it. And we all are dealing with the same things just in different languages on a daily basis. You see the same frustration that you felt before when the man at the cash register is throwing a fit. And you see the same hurt that you felt before when someone is throwing shade your way or when they're maybe in a pocket of time where they're feeling self-conscious. You see the same confusion you felt before when someone is desperately fighting to protect themselves, whether or not it's at your expense. You see the same fear that you felt before in the eyes of an animal or a child whose rights have been taken away or who's being, you know, treated wrong. You see the same will to grow that you felt before in the way that our earth finds the way to heal with time and space if we were to just stop touching it. It's not always easy to be compassionate towards other people who are doing everything they can to cast shade over your light. But it's those people who need your light the most. They need your compassion the most, including yourself. Because if you've been casting the biggest shade over your own light, then goddamn girl, you really got to give yourself some love. I mean, or guy. Sorry, I probably should clarify. I feel like it comes from such a place of, of love and like talking to basically Larissa all the time that I call everybody girl. But just know whoever you are listening out there, girl or guy, just freaking love yourself, okay? That's the main message I'm trying to get across to you here because we definitely need our own sense of love and compassion the most. And when we do that, once we do that, I think it becomes a lot easier to give it to other people. It becomes a lot easier to put ourselves in other people's shoes, to try and see things through their eyes, to feel what they might be feeling and how those feelings might be translating through to them. You'll see that maybe other people are on autopilot of hurt and protection. You either extend your light or you let them go and you carry on so that it doesn't affect your light. But either way, you're able to make a choice out of a place of, I guess, love or benefit of doubt rather than, you know, hate or pessimism or whatever negative shade they're trying to throw at you. Whatever brings the most compassion to this earth. And I'm not asking you to be Mother Teresa here, but in general, if you make the choice that brings a sense of more elevated positivity rather than downgraded negativity, the world will 
at least have a better chance at becoming a better place. And even if it doesn't happen overnight, your life will at least feel like a better place. Another good way to do this is to look at someone the way that their mother might. We also tend to forget that we're all like somebody's child, somebody's sister, somebody's brother, someone's loved one. And when we look at other people through those eyes, even if they are strangers, that is someone's child. That could be someone's mother. That could be someone's brother. And when we look at it that way, it also becomes easier for us to give people the benefit of the doubt. Now, I do this even when I'm driving, okay? So when someone cuts me off on the road, I don't know what it is, but that is like such a trigger of anger for me. There aren't very many, but that is definitely one of them. And every single time someone cuts me off on the road, I instantly picture them as my dad because I've been in the car with my dad when my dad has mistakenly cut somebody off because he just didn't look. And I'm not saying it happens very often, dad. Sorry if you're listening, but The times that it does and people honk and rail and get all mad at him, I instantly get defensive because I'm like, hey, he didn't mean to cut you off. He just didn't see you. So every time someone cuts me off, I'm like, hey, what if that was my dad? Would I get this angry? Most of the time, the answer is no. Or if you were the mother to that person in pain or that animal or the earth, how might that change the way that you treated them? What words might you tell them to find the light of compassion within themselves? In conclusion, I've been trying to find a lot more compassion for myself and for others lately. I noticed just the other day how hitched my shoulders had become in public and how thin my patience was getting while driving and how quick to judge I was when someone was rude to me. And instead of getting down on myself how I normally would whenever I feel like I've lost a little bit of my own sense of compassion, I decided to try and use it as a doorway into seeing how unforgiving I was being to myself and how little patience I had with my recent emotions or the setbacks I was going through or how quick I was to judge myself lately for things that I maybe have been choosing or going through. I took a little time today to meditate on all the ways that I wanted to uncover my heart chakra. And I know that that sounds super cringy and lame to all of the millennials out there, but this shit works. As I lay on the floor with my hands over my center chest, like I explained, I called forth all of the things that I had been beating myself up for lately. I asked myself for some time to fix what might be getting in my way or going wrong. And I found the antidote to the judgments that I had basically bottled up inside for myself, to myself, and thus that were leeching out into other people. No, I'm not a bad person. I'm just having a bad day. No, I'm not lazy. I'm just taking a well-deserved break. No, I'm not annoying. I'm just not everybody's cup of tea. No, I'm not selfish. I'm just trying to work through old habits. So I'm just saying no to any potential triggers at the moment. These were basically thoughts that I had to go through with myself and re-ingrain and replant those seeds so that I wasn't thinking bad person, lazy, annoying, selfish of myself and thus instantly going there when other people would act that way. Instead, I was going to having a bad day, taking a deserved break, not everybody's cup of tea, trying to work through some old habits, so just saying no to anything that could be potentially triggering and it's nothing personal. Those were basically the seeds that I was trying to replant so that when other people started acting that way, I was able to also be like, hey, I know that the other day when I was having a bad day, I just needed a well-deserved break. So maybe this person just needs a well-deserved break and it's not that they're lazy or maybe they're not being selfish. They're just trying to say no and it has nothing to do with me because they need to stay away from anything that could potentially result in them feeling worse right now. And one by one, as I basically went through my list and in between, I found pockets of compassion for the things that had bothered me all week. It's easy to get lost in a world of dog eat dog. It's easier and quicker to judge and to act on split impulses of annoyance, anger, and aggression. It makes for more fuel to chew on by the ego to keep beating ourselves up for the things that we can easily learn from and let go of. But I feel like 
I don't know. I hope that we can all try and choose a little bit more compassion anyways. It only takes a few extra seconds, but that extra second can change the world or at least the worlds that we are all living in. So there you guys have it. That is today's Coffee Talk podcast episode about how to be a little bit more compassionate with the world around us and ultimately with ourselves. If you guys have any springtime podcasts that you guys want to request for the upcoming shift of seasons, definitely be sure to tweet them at me right in the comments contact me on Instagram, however you want to do so. I've lately been doing all my spring planning and mapping out all the videos and podcast episodes and things that I just want to touch on this spring. So I definitely want to hear your guys' opinions. And aside from that, I hope you guys enjoyed spending your coffee, your walk, your drive, or wherever you are today with me. And I will talk to all of you guys in my next podcast episode. Bye, guys. Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wint. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for season three of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Buenos dias, world, from the San Diego Zoo Wildlife Alliance. I'm Marco Wint. And I'm Rick Schwartz. And we're your hosts for season three of Amazing Wildlife, a show from iHeartRadio Ruby Studio and the global conservation organization behind the San Diego Zoo and the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. Listen as we dive into the efforts here in San Diego and spotlight the heroes working worldwide to care for the species you know and love. Listen to Amazing Wildlife on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.